Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytaha al-tayyibin al-tahirin. Absolutely the most important ritual within Islamic tradition is our prayers. In a prophetic tradition, the Messenger وسلم, he states, Sarat Amuddin, that prayers is the pillar of this faith. And in another tradition, he states, In Qubilat Qubila ma siwaha wa in Ruddat Rudda ma siwaha, that if one's prayers are accepted, then all of their deeds are accepted. And if one's prayers are rejected, then all of their deeds are rejected. And we see such emphasis on our daily prayers. And oftentimes during this holy month of Ramadan, we often think about how we can put forth a better effort in allowing for our days to be fixated around our prayers, as opposed to our prayers being fixated around our days. Again, to understand that it's a process and it's all about incremental changes that we need to take within our lives. And nonetheless, amongst those goals and objectives that we want to set out during the course of the month of Ramadan is really to perfect our prayers. To perfect our prayers and walk in the footsteps of the Messenger وسلم, and his Immaculate Family, the Ahlul Bayt to worship God as they did to know Him as they did. And it really all starts again with this will and this desire for us to really get our prayers to where it should be. Without will and without desire, without a real sort of push forth from within ourselves to reach any goal, it becomes really challenging for us to get to wherever it is that we want to get to. But if we have that desire, if we have that will, if we put forth that motivation to really cultivate the notion of perfecting our prayers, then we'll hopefully, inshallah, with the blessing and with the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, get to where it is that we want to be. And it's firstly important to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, وَأَقَمِ salat inna salata tanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar which virtually means that prayer has been established, prayer has been made an obligation as a means and as a mechanism to take us away from sin, to take us away from wrongdoing. In other words, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes the ritual prayer that we perform five times a day for one purpose and one purpose and only, and that is just to make us a better person. But then how is it that I can really cultivate that will and that desire for me to perfect my prayers and really become the person that God wants me to become upon performing my salat? There are three really important thoughts that we need to put into our minds. Firstly, that one has to pray every day, demonstrating that we are making an effort in front of God. At the end of the day, a lot of times, we just want to see effort on the part of our employees, for instance. We just want to see effort on the part of people in our relationships. We see that we'll never accept actions from our, our employees, our children, our friends, when they don't put forth an effort. 
we have to make that effort and demonstrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that at the very least, we're trying to fulfill our responsibility to Him. Secondly, it's vital that we're not negligent in regards to our prayers. In a tradition, the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he says to one of his companions, Ma'adh bin Jabal, make sure prayers is that which you give the most importance. We need to sit back and reflect a bit. Where are prayers on our scale of importance on a day-to-day basis? Is it something that we see as a burden? Is it something that we see that we just need to sort of get rid of? Or do we actually enjoy being in the moment of conversing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And not to put ourselves in a state whereby we begin to again beat ourselves up, but rather we need to think about how we can get to the state where we actually are in a state again of understanding and enjoying that conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It takes a lifetime. It's going to take a really long time if for the majority of our lives, we always saw prayers as just something that we had to do or something as a burden or something that we weren't going to do ever just because it takes up too much time. When in reality, we know that prayer doesn't take up that much time. If there are 17 obligatory rakah cycles of prayer every single day, and each one of them at maximum take a minute, that's 17 minutes of our day. But of course, we often see it as a distraction. So again, what is it that we can do to really manifest the perfection of our prayers so that it resembles that of the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of God's confidence? And if there's a time when we are really going to be able to be successful in making that change, well then, it's absolutely and obviously these blessed days of the holy month of Ramadan. Let's not wait till next year. Let's not wait another 10 years. Let's not wait until we get a little bit older to focus on our prayers. Let's focus on them now. Let's see how we can make a difference today. Again, it's all about demonstrating the desire that you have in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you'll see how much God is going to bless you and give us the opportunity to really allow for us to take those strides. And again, far longer than we initially thought that we even have the ability to do so. But really to word perfecting our prayers, it's vital to understand and to recognize that the fruit that we're trying to bear when it comes toward the perfection of our prayers is a term known in the whole Qur'an and within the traditions as al-khushu' Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in chapter 23 of the whole Qur'an Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Qad aflaha al-mu'minun al-ladhina hum fi salatihim khashi'un He states successful surely are the believers those who in the midst of their prayers they have reached the level of khushu' Khushu' is understood as the essence of the prayer. You see, prayer is broken down into a lot of ritual. Into the ritual of Qiyam, into the ritual of Ruku, and Sujood, and Tashahud, and Salam. And for those of you who have studied a little bit of Islamic law, you know just how many pieces of legislation are presented by the Prophet and his Immaculate Family just when it comes toward our ritualistic prayer. We study in the Islamic seminary for years the ahkam of salat, 
the laws of prayers, the laws and its techniques, that which is obligatory, that which is prohibited, that which is recommended, so on and so forth. Prayer is such a central part of our faith, which is why we dedicate so much time toward putting forth our best effort, toward performing that prayer as close to the way and the method as prescribed by the Prophet And there are so many recommendations, so many additional supplications, so many additional adhkar or remembrances of God during the course of the prayers, and where we can apply them and implement them on a day-to-day basis, that's great, and that's fantastic. But even if someone performs the prayer jurisprudentially in a sound manner, and includes every single aspect of that which is recommended in regards to the recommended prayers, the recommended supplications, the recommended remembrances of God, and so on and so forth, to really beautify their prayer, does it really mean that they've reached the essence of khushu'ah? We didn't define what khushu means, but that we really reach the objective of prayer, whereby again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, Inna salata tanha anil wal munkar. That prayers is a ritual that's been established and legislated and commanded to by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to virtually make us a better person. It is said that one day a man he comes to Imam Sadaq alayhi salam and he states, O grandson, of the Messenger of God, tell me, how do I know that my prayer is accepted? He says, look between your two prayers and see how many sins you committed. Meaning what? He says, look between your Dhuhr prayers and your Asr prayers. Look between Asr and Maghrib. Look between Maghrib and Isha. Look between Isha and Salatul Fajr. Were there any sins? Were there any transgressions? Did you backbite anyone? Did you cheat anyone? Did you look at the wrong thing? Did you hear the wrong thing? Where did you go wrong? Did you go wrong? If we find ourselves falling in certain traps in the midst of our prayers, then we know that that previous prayer didn't necessarily transform our heart, didn't necessarily transform our our soul. And again, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has intended prayers in this regard. So again, it's about understanding the final objective. What is prayers all about? Again, it's about making us a better person, but the fruit and that tool which allows us to do just that is what is known as al-khushu'ah. Khushu'ah, again, is a state of understanding and a state of recognition, a state of really feeling the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the way the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, he tells his companion Abu Dhar al-Ghaffari, Worship God as though you see him, for even though you do not see him, he sees you. Though God does not appear in the form of physical being that we, our eyes, cannot see naturally and obviously, but then feel and understand that God is being completely vigilant and observant over every single one of your deeds and over every single one of your actions. One of the companions of Imam Muhammad al-Baqir alayhi salam, one of the great grandsons of the Messenger of God sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he states that when I saw the Imam in the midst of prayers, raising his hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I would see him as if it was a beggar 
as if he was a beggar looking out for someone to drop something into his hand. As if he saw someone standing right in front of him. It's about, again, feeling the presence of God in a way that's very experiential, in a way that allows for our souls and our hearts to be illuminated with this divine sort of love of God, whereby we dedicate ourselves in the midst and in the course of prayers. The first feeling that you get the first time your eyes see the Holy Kaaba, the first time you go and visit the grave of the Prophet or any of the members of his immaculate family, the Ahlul Bayt, be it in Najaf or in Karbala or in Kadhimiyah or in Samarra or in Al Mashhad al Rada. The first feeling, that emotion that overcomes you, that allows for you to get goosebumps across your body and hairs to raise, that's the feeling of khushu'. That's the feeling that one should feel and be engaged in every single time they're in the course of prayers. Which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again he states, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ That successful surely are the believers. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who in the midst of their prayers, they are in the state of al-khushur. Oftentimes we see that this word is going to be translated as fear, but it's not fear in that way. Rather it's an understanding, the awe and the amazement of our Creator. To really understand who it is that we're standing in front of. Imagine if every single one of our prayers, they allowed for us to increase in that sense of understanding and of cognizance and of ma'rifah, of deep recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single day, if we start with allowing for our minds to be in a mode whereby we have that will and we have that desire to really improve and to perfect our prayers, we will find that by the tawfiq, by the divine help and the support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will allow for us and our prayers to reach that level and hopefully we're able to mirror our worship of God in the way of the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Ahlul Bayt. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahumma ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.